This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. First on the line, we'll be speaking with Andrew McCarthy. He's a columnist for the National Review. He also served as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. And Trump, there was a major hearing today, Andrew McCarthy. So can you tell us what the judge decided right the big news is there's no damn decision. Go ahead, uh, Andrew. You stole my thunder, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the big news. Um, and, you know, I I kind of feel like um, if you're a baseball fan, this is like, you know, they're asking to bring the relief pitcher in in the 11th inning. You know, the Justice Department's already gone through their process. So this is one of those things where a special master in a criminal case, and the idea behind a special master is the person who's undergone a search in this instance says that there's a lot of privileged material. So the Justice Department usually wants to unilaterally handle that. So what they do is they have what they call a taint team or a filter team that goes through everything that's been seized and picks out the stuff that's privileged or appears to be privileged so that it doesn't taint or get exposed to the prosecutors who are handling the case. And obviously a a, a person who's under investigation would much rather have a neutral arbiter do that than have the government do it unilaterally. So the Trump camp asked for a special master, but the problem is they waited two weeks to ask. And in the meantime, when the government had gotten the warrant, they, they asked the magistrate judge who issued the warrant whether they could implement these procedures where they had this filter team go through it first and then uh, see what could be handed over to the prosecuting team. The magistrate judge said yes. So the government went ahead with its process, and by the time this now has gotten in front of a different judge, um, Judge Aileen Cannon, uh, they're already through their process, and they've already given whatever they think is not privileged to the prosecution team. And the FBI already has it, and they're using it to run down leads. And in the meantime, the intelligence agencies are looking at it to see if there's been any compromises to national security. So it's like the you know, the horses are gone, and we're lo- locking the barn. And, late. Uh, what, what is the reputation of the said Cox? What is the reputation of the filter teams, though? Are they completely separate, completely clean? And they do their job, and that's all they do? It's not all they do, Ed. It's, they're kind of ad hoc uh, teams that are put together. I've, I've been on both ends of this. I've had, um, I've had criminal investigations where, for example, we had to do searches on people who were lawyers, where if you go through, you know, there may be a small quantum of relevant evidence in there. But in the meantime, there's thousands and thousands of privileged communications that don't have anything to do with the case. Um, In my experience, it's worked well, but usually it's worked well because what the courts have done is said, yes, the privilege team can do its work. The Tain team can do its work, but they get the defense lawyers involved at an early stage so that you you kind of isolate everything you say is privileged, 
they get to look at what's been seized so they know what they think is is privileged and you can hash it out with the court separately so that by the time the prosecutors get it usually it's been it's been crystallized for the judge to rule on it here that's not the situation and so i i would say in my experience it's been conducted honorably but that doesn't mean it necessarily will the next time you know is there still honor is there still honor in washington i mean I used to be able to say something's rotten in Denmark. Now I'm saying it's something rotten in Washington. Well, you know, John, the thing about that is when we were talking about um, FISA a couple of years ago, um, I thought that was a real concern because in FISA it's all classified and you don't get any due process. An American doesn't get any due process unless the FBI plays by the rules with the court. Because there's no defense lawyers. There's not going to be necessarily a criminal case. You're not going to get discovery of it. I've always thought we hope in the criminal justice system, as opposed to national security, you know, we hope we get honorable people. But what keeps people honest is the fact that you know your work is going to get checked. Like eventually, if there's a charge here, these documents are going to get disclosed. The affidavit's going to get disclosed. There's going to be discovery. If they lied to a court, you're going to find out about it, and they're going to be able to make motions. So we hope we get honorable people, but the system is still pretty good at flushing out misconduct. Yeah, well, I was shown, though, in the FISA court with uh, a Carter Page where there was, uh, you know, was uh, uh, a falsified evidence. Andy, today or yesterday, you pretty much come out you know, changing your view about whether an indictment is probable or possible. Uh, yeah, well, how do you feel uh, on that? Well, yeah, Pete, I think what I tried to qualify, because I'm a lawyer, so by nature I'm a weasel, right? So <laughs> at, the, at the beginning, what I said was, um, you know, I don't think they want to get into classified information and records retention. I think they just wanted their stuff back. But my qualification was, you know, they had said in a very kind of uh, cryptic way that they had probable cause of obstruction of justice without telling us what the evidence was. And then on Tuesday, they laid out what a lot of their evidence is. And I think it's a much stronger case once you get to see what they have now that doesn't necessarily mean they'll bring it, but they have pretty strong evidence of some false. Okay, Andy. Andy, based on that evidence, how clear cut you think it would be to get a verdict of guilty, or is it too much of a risk, you know, to bring those charges against the president? Of the United well, States? if he's charged in D.C., regardless, they could say he was Spider Man, and they'll find him guilty. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Asking Andy, based I, I, on his experience, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think they could. Could they get a conviction, especially in in D.C.? Sure, I think. You're probably more um, the person to ask this question to than I am, because my sense is for the Democrats, they like having Trump be front and center. And it may be better for them not to indict him. They might, you know, what they like, I think, is having this hanging over his head and the idea that, you know, um, we're talking about Trump instead of talking about the Biden administration. Uh, Biden's polls are suddenly up. The midterms don't look as bad for the Democrats as they did a few weeks ago. Now, all this could change. Um, but I just think if they indict him and they take him off the field, I've always thought what they really want is to run against him. They think he can win the nomination, but they'll beat him in the in the general election. Um, and, and, and that's my you know sort of amateur political view of it. As far as a legal matter is concerned, it's kind of a straight up false statements case. I think they could you know, they could bring it and win it. But there's also a lot of downside to prosecuting a former president, not least that 
it shows the two-tier justice system we have because what they'd be talking about prosecuting him for is what they let Hillary Clinton get away with. Ed Cox, you've read the the uh, response by the DOJ, 50-plus pages. What do you think? Under what statute would they indict him? I don't quite understand. The Espionage Act, they toss that in just to make it sort of sexy. But I don't see that that is ridiculous to do a former president under that. You can indict the, a ham sandwich. I, well, I we always that. say. <laughs> but are they going to do something stupid like that? Indict a president of the United States? Well, be for sure. Justice. For sure. But Over some a documents. Third, third yeah. world country. What, what I, so it's what, silly. But the, you do need a statute that's relevant. What's what? I thought here well, that I the think, Presidential we, Records Act was controlling, and that doesn't have any criminal uh, part to it. Yeah, Ed, there's two things about that. One is the the obstruction statutes are pretty straightforward. What they would say is that he obstructed oh, the sure. proceeding. He provided false statements. The uh, one of them is a is a sworn certification that was to be given to the sure, jury sure. Jury. But but that he didn't give it, and and uh, you need an underlying crime if well, you're going to. But what about Hillary? What she did? She wiped away servers. They were cracking open cell phones. They burned records. I mean, this yeah, is well, I th- that's, yeah, that's a political their argument. Best argument. Their best argument is to say that the Hillary case is the is the barometer here, and that even if they have a prosecutable case, just like they had a prosecutable case against her. The better part of valor is to not bring it. My, my question um, is still is where is the crime here? Obstruction well, needs you, an underlying if crime. A, if you cause a false statement to be made to a grand jury, which there's pretty strong evidence of in what they laid out. Now, obviously, we haven't heard the other side of it, but, you know, they've laid out a pretty strong case. That the That's president, that the former thing, president yes. made a false statement? Yes. What, but, are you kidding? Did he go before I a mean, grand jury? Uh, look, they asked him, do you have any classified documents? He said, yes, I do. Here are 38 of them, but I've had a, I've caused a diligent search to be done, and there's no more here. And then they find out there's evidence that, that there's more there. They get a warrant, and they find 100 more. But he so said that he declassified them. Sure, that's a legal argument. I don't, I don't think he you can do it. Say, I don't think he didn't say he declassified them. Part of their <laughs> argument is, we gave him a subpoena saying, give us the classified documents. He didn't come back and say, I don't have any because I've declassified them already. He came back and said, here's 38 of them, and I've looked around. I don't have anything more. And, and there is a process to go through to declassify a document, too. Can't right. just say, I'm uh, yeah, sure whether, previous whether presidents president, have done Whether sh- a president has to comply with it is a different Right, yeah. Different, uh, you know, his his right – uh, with respect to that, may come directly from Article 2 as opposed to right. any statute exactly as right. commander-in-chief. Exactly and right. Andy McCarthy, real quick, because we momentarily, momentarily will get the Vice President Pence on yeah. the line. Uh, Biden, did he waive privilege? I thought he waived Trump's privilege. Is he able to do that? Can a, a current president waive the privilege of his predecessor? Yes, he's trying to pretend that he didn't do it, but he did do it. He What he basically said was he delegated it to the National Archivist. But there's only one person in the United States government that has the power to assert executive privilege or uh, object to a former president's assertion of privilege, and that's the current president. president And that that document that the Department of Justice just produced weasels around that, doesn't say that. But then how can Biden say he didn't know? Of course he knew. He had to know because under the Presidential Records Act, they had to ask him. Right. To have the archivist show the records. So, so to the FBI. a president's exempt from lying? 
Well, apparently, if Trump lies, he can go to jail. If Biden can lie, and so if he's in Biden, could, could, could up. Trump no call to the stand? No one's gone to jail yet. No could, one's gone to jail yet. Could Trump? <laughs> could Trump call to the stand the attorney general and and his lawyers ask the attorney general? Did you have any conversations with anyone from the White House or representing the White House about this? Well, he could if it's relevant evidence. I well, think, that's, I, I think that's very relevant where the orders evidence. came from, and I think that would uh, uh, they well, might I, want to avoid an indictment if that could a, result. And Andy, is this going to have a lot? If it did happen, the, have a myriad of a trial, uh, pre-trial uh, trial uh, motions. Yeah, I guess you know there'll be all kinds of legal motions uh, if they. If they I mean, more so in this one than any other criminal case I can imagine. There's so many different constitutional issues involved. Yeah. Yep. No, I think that's exactly. Yeah, we've never. We're in totally uncharted territory. No one knows what would happen. Makes no sense wandering into it for this kind of a thing where there's no real crime. Well, thank you so much, Andrew McCarthy, and uh, let's let's pray for our country and let's make sure uh, we straighten out our country so we don't have to go through this again. And God bless you, and thank you for everything you do. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.